Welcome to the Holiday Wine Companion Podcast. This is our space to chat about wine without all the fluff, from how to taste and describe it to how to pair it to that dinner party you're hosting next weekend. We'll be chatting to industry professionals from across the country, tackling all things wine from a palatable perspective. I'm Tom Carr, your host, and I'm part of the team here at Halliday, and this is By the Glass. Well, you are all in for an absolute treat today because I've got a very special guest sitting in front of me with two glasses of wine off to my left, so it's a Already a bloody beautiful afternoon. Uh, I've skipped to Melbourne for the day and I found myself in the Yarra Valley where I'm joined by Sarah Crow, winemaker and general manager at Yarra Yering. So a bit of background. Sarah was the first woman to win Winemaker of the Year at the 2017 Halliday Wine Companion Awards. And this year she has taken out Wine of the Year and Yarra Yering has been crowned Winery of the Year making them the first producer to win more than one major category in these awards. That's pretty special. It's very special. (laughs) Uh, As well as this, two of their wines have also won in their respective varietal categories. Uh, So it's safe to say they absolutely cleaned it up. Uh, Now, today's episode is a little different to our usual format. Uh, You could say it's a bit of an award special. Um, Sarah joins me now. Congratulations. How fabulous. Oh, thank you, Tom. I know it's pretty amazing. I almost don't believe it yet. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Sarah was saying to me off air, she goes, until it's actually announced, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, um, I mean, we're recording this and the awards haven't actually been announced yet. So, um, it's our little secret. Yep. Shush. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, I know we'll come back to this, but I want to start with the wine of the year. Uh, it was your 2019 Dry Red Number 1. Now, at what point in the process did you know that you were onto something special? I think you kind of know when um, you're harvesting that things are, are looking pretty special. I mean, it does, it's not just the chemistry when, when we're picking, but... It's the flavour, it's it's the vibe in the vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a good answer, actually. <laughs> you can kind of tell at that point that, that things are things are gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be a cracker. Yeah. All I can do is mess it up for <laughs> <there. laughs> <laughs> And actually the turn of phrase you used was you said, Yeah, it's a bang and wine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I laughed. Um, so uh, Sarah, do you get nervous before releasing a wine of this standard? Like, what's it like watching someone taste it for the first time? It's really nerve-wracking because, um, you know, you, you put in 18 months into that wine and even though I thought it, it looked good when we are in the vineyard and picking, um, you know, you still just you want to make sure that, that it's come together in other people's minds and palates mm. as well. So it is, yeah, it's really nerve-wracking to, to when you think you've – you've done well to watch someone's face and not get much of a response. (laughs) It's like, come on, give me something. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I was actually um, chatting to um, Amelia, our uh, editor prior to coming out here today, and uh, she was actually telling me a lovely story um, about how you came into winemaking. Uh, I know it's not about the wine, but it's such a lovely story. I want you to share it. 
I um, well, I worked in horticulture and studied horticulture leaving school, and then I was, you know, changing careers. I suppose I could see it, it coming, and so I um, I I called Broken Wood because I liked their wines, and it was <laughs> it was probably the most amount of money I'd ever spent on a bottle of wine um, was was one of their wines, and I just called them and said, oh, "I'm a horticulturalist. I'd like to work in your vineyard," and um, spoke to the vineyard manager, and he said, "Come on up." <laughs> And the rest is history. It was that easy. <laughs> so for people at home that want to become a winemaker, you just call, call. Let's get on the phone. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk about the winning wine because obviously that's why we're here. Uh, and I just tried it off air and it's pretty special. Uh, so Sarah, for those who are not familiar with this wine, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I think the Yarra Yering Dry Red Wine Number 1 um, has always been about kind of fruit power and that's, you know, something that we achieve on this vineyard here and part of why the vineyard itself is so special. Um, so it's really, it's a dark fruit profile. It's a it's a Bordeaux Cabernet dominant blend. It's got Merlot, Malbec and Petit Verdot in there. The blending of those varieties, um, I think, brings another depth and complexity into the wine. It's just got this, you know, a little whiff of lovely... Um, bay leaf to to give it a, a vibrancy, um, and yeah, they just they just meld together on the palate. Um, it's cabernet dominant, so there's structure, uh, so it's not a wimp. The <laughs> 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 <For> wine, <laughs> but you know we achieve really beautiful fine tannins in our cabernet here in the Yarra, so I think that's what kind of brings it all together. Yeah. The cabernet tannin. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Uh, and how did um, tell us how does this vintage compare to previous years, and what do you think gave the twenty nineteen that winning edge? Well, it was a lovely warm year, and um, there was no uh, picking pressure. I suppose we often, you know, the weather comes in and, and we have to stop or go, stop or go. Um, we didn't have those those pressures. It was a lovely warm, dry year, um, and but I guess when it came to blending um i was i was really quite focused on on the blending the percentages um in 2019 uh you know the year before it had quite a bit of merlot in it and i decided that it was lovely and it was soft but but i it didn't scream yarra yarring number one to me so yeah i kind of put my game face on when it came to blending <laughs> And it turned out to be okay. <laughs> it worked out in the end. <laughs> it's so. What goes into what goes into making a wine of this standard? Oh, attention to detail. Um, a, a beautiful vineyard that gives you, uh, you know, great balance. Um, chemistry is important. It sounds really boring, but your acidity and your your tannin ripeness, um, and then I guess it's it's what you do with it. Don't smother it with winemaking. I suppose not too much new oak and. Don't work it too much. So the core of that wine is is its fruit profile. Yeah, nice. And uh, t- actually, this is a perfect time to ask this question. Typically, what are the hallmarks of an outstanding wine? I think it's that you've got to start with with beautiful fruit. Um, and so the, the guts of the wine, I suppose, um, will be the fruit profile. Then you've got uh, your acid and your tannin, um, obviously without your alcohol out of balance, but... You know, you want tannin, you want a framework um, for a wine that's going to cellar for quite some time. Acidity will also help it, it live for a really long time. And, you know, being a cool climate here in the Yarra, we don't have to work too hard at that. It just comes naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
The wine of the year, as you mentioned, is a Bordeaux-style Cabernet blend, and your varietal winner, the Caritas, uh, is a straight Cabernet. Now, this region is obviously highly highly regarded for its Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, and not so much its Cabernet. What makes the Yarra Valley so special when it comes to growing this particular variety? Well, the reputation of the Yarra was was originally built on Cabernet and and. Um, largely on Cabernet blends as well, the the um, fascination the, of with Chardonnay and Pinot kind of came a little bit later. Um, I think you know the the climate here is is so well adapted to to giving us these Cabernets that have beautiful tannin ripeness. So it's not too hot; it's a little bit more mild. So that tannin development comes nice and slow, and they're very very fine tannins. We also get those, the cool nights and so the acid is really quite vibrant at the same time and, you know, we need these things if you're going to make a wine that's going to last. Um, often here in the area with our Cabernet blends uh, or Cabernets, they're often blended as well and that can give us uh, complexity on the palate and, and layers and flavours. Um, it can also kind of help us in, in years where the weather might not be quite as favourable as 2019 where we, it helps us with the blending to, to make a wine that really sticks to your style but actually, you know, you can put a little bit more or a little bit less of something in depending on, on how it went that season. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you, uh, before we go into tasting the wine, I wanted to ask, because it is a – the dry red number one is a uh, Cabernet-heavy blend, if there was a year where you didn't feel the fruit was up to standard, would you still make that particular blend? You just adjust it accordingly? Well, for us um – It'd be a pretty tough year if Cabernet didn't do well here. (laughs) That might be the year I retire. (laughs) Well, you can retire now that you've won wine of the year. (laughs) Um, You know, Cabernet just does so well on this site and it's really, it's it's, um, bulletproof almost. You know, it's got lovely thick, thick skins and and, um, it it holds up in, if we've got a hot year, it holds up really well. It doesn't seem to suffer quite so much in the heat either. So, yeah, it'd be, uh, we'd almost have to be underwater, I think, for Cabernet (laughs) not to to, um, get get right for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, we're going to taste the wine uh, and pick it apart a little bit uh, for people at home that um, perhaps will go out now and buy this beautiful wine and try it for themselves. So they need to hear from, direct from your mouth, yep. what they should be tasting, textures, notes, etc. So let's go. We've got a glass in front of us. Uh, and now look, we've already done a private tasting and it was divine, so I just feel like this is round two, which I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Good excuse. <laughs> Good excuse to go back again. Uh, can you talk us through first the nose of this wine? Yeah. Look, I think um, it's it's really quite perfumed and that's that's kind of how we, how we roll in the Yarra um, anyway. But it's got this beautiful, really lovely, almost a violet... Um, lift to it maybe on some in some years I can see a little bit of lavender in there sometimes and that's can be that that herbal component but here uh, in 2019 I see just this little little bit of kind of bay leaf and sometimes maybe some sage I think you know to start off with as well we were talking earlier it's uh, it's good not to overfill your glass Because we, we had these glasses that were poured for us and they were, you know, they were generous, which I wasn't complaining about. And Sarah goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dad pour. 
I'm talking about my dad. <laughs> I think most dads actually. <laughs> oh God, so but want- I couldn't see the detail in the in the wine, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know I made Tom you know tip half of it out. <laughs> and <I gasps> into another glass, you can drink it later. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you know you want to get some some air in there because it is it is a young wine, and this wine will sell for a really long time. So make sure you get some air in there at first. But it'll be really lovely and fragrant, and for me, it's quite. Um, there's a violet lift to it. The the fruit profile is is dark, dark fruits because you know 2019 was was warm, so we've got this beautiful fruit ripeness. But I see kind of black fruits, but also blue fruits. So there's a this lovely kind of cool tone to it at the same time. Um, and then yeah, on the palate, well, let, let's head yeah, to the palate. To the palate. Um, once again, it's just like lots of kind of berry fruits, but but dark berries and, and, and ripeness. So, I mean, I'm talking about ripeness and, and, and black fruit profile, but the wine's not heavy. Um, you know, it's still the Yarra Valley. Medium weighted on the palate is is where it is. And, you know, they're the, the styles of wines that I like to drink myself. So it's, they're kind of – it's how I like to make these wines as well, you know, so they're not too, too heavy-handed. Um, some nice little tannin framework there. You know, a little bit of tobacco leaf um, or, or tobacco and cigar. The framework, um, it's still very fruit fruit vibrant and fruit pure though. Yeah, I was saying to Sarah, what's so nice about this particular wine is that, and we're going to get to ageing in a second, but it is a wine that, I mean, you taste it and it is so drinkable now. It is, yeah. Yep. Too, too drinkable, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so you produce this wine annually is it fairly consistent year on year or do you play with those ratios quite a bit? They get played with a little bit from time to time. Um, the Cabernet would always would normally always sit between kind of 60 and 70%. Um, the 2018 was down at about 55%, uh, but I think I like it. This one's 67%. And I think, um, you know, Yarra Yearing, number one for me, it needs to be that little bit, little bit higher Cabernet dominant and it's good to do you know these other have these years where it changes a little bit because then you work out where you really want it to land so Mm. it's like you know experimenting and trialing things a little bit and then you kind of um, come back to where you know it's how we learn I suppose (laughs) Um, so yeah about 67% Cabernet here and that's that's probably I think 65 is where it sits normally. But now that you've got the winning formula is that it, right? Like you just keep churning this wine every year. Well, I, I guess I touched on it before, but, you know, the varieties, they present differently depending on the season. So, um, you know, it, it will, even though you think, all right, well, that they're the numbers now, let's stick to it. You, you kind of can't make wine by numbers. Mm. Um, well, you can, but, you know, you've got to, You've got to be flexible and you've got to respond to what you're seeing and tasting in any one year. So it worked well in 19, but it might not work so well in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the ageing potential of this wine? So, like, what gives it such great staying power? It's, you know, being Cabernet dominant, so the, the tannin structure, but the lovely fine tannins um, and, and the underlying acidity from the climate here. So, um, yeah, they're the things that will make it sell. I mean... Historically, we know that this wine can live for um, 30, 40 years. Wow. No worries. Um, it might not be when you want to drink it though. So it's it's amazing and great that it can sell for so long. But I guess I've, I've always tried to say to people since I've been here is that a good old wine had to be a good young wine. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you don't want to you don't want to you know miss out if it's a special occasion and it feels like the right thing to crack open, just go for it and enjoy it. So when do you think it'll hit its prime, in your opinion? I think at ten years it'll be really um, singing. Yeah. Uh, so and um, okay. Here's a question I ask everyone, particularly winemakers. What would you pair this wine with and how would you serve it? Mm. I, um, I I really love kind of, you know, braised, slow-cooked meats kind of thing. So oh. for me it's like, um, you know, kind of beef cheeks mm. and something that's quite rich in itself because there is a lot of power to this wine. So um, I think you want something that's, that's quite, quite flavoursome. To stand up to it. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, wouldn't hurt while it's young to give it a, a decant. Yeah. Splash it around in your glass a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just don't overfill. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so, Sarah, I, I know we touched on this earlier on, but I, 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 I think this question is so important. I mean, how do you feel as a winemaker your wine wins wine of the year against so against thousands of other wines. How does that feel? It's a little bit surreal, to be honest. Um, I know how many beautiful wines there are being made in this country, and we're spoiled, to be honest. Um, uh, you know the value and the the um, quality that we can buy from our own backyard. So yeah, it's a, it's a little bit surreal to try and think about the other wines that it was up against and that, um, you know, they they all decided that this was this was going to be at the top of the pile this year. So, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty amazing. Very, very special. Uh, and I want to touch on, like, let's not turn away from your other uh, varietal winner, your straight Cabernet, your Caritas. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a, it comes from a little small section of the vineyard um, that we've kind of isolated as being a little bit different to the rest of the block. Um, the rest of the block goes into the dry red number one and, um, you know, the soil's a little bit different through through there. There's more gravel there's, um, through that, so it's a little bit rockier. Um, it ripens a little bit slower and a little bit later than the rest of the block as well and, funnily enough, the bunches are actually a little bit longer and bigger. So it might be the opposite to what a lot of listeners might think makes your kind of reserve wine, um, slightly bigger bunches and bigger berries. Um, and then, you know, we just treat it very much the same as the other Cabernet. We don't work it too much. Um, it gets some some pretty special oak. We do it with the Cabernet. We do um, berry sorting. So we try and keep out anything, any kind of green material um, at all or, or little bits of leaf or, or stem or anything like that. The wine for me has this beautiful um, ironstone um, note about it and I don't know if that's just that gravel through the soil and I see that and I connect it in my brain <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to ironstone, that little ferrous kind of nature. Um, but, you know, and it's, it's, it's all Cabernet, so it's got a, a bit more tannin and a bit more, I suppose, structure and grunt to it than the dry red wine number one. And again, with ageing, with the straight Cabernet, we're obviously talking decades. Yeah, yep, it can. Uh, so as a winemaker, do you follow winemaking trends or do you just like make a wine to your palate and just hope that everyone else will agree with you? <laughs> well, I guess, um, you know, I, I need to, you need to try things and, um, and see 
if you like them, if they're if they're good, and this is part of every year we do experiments and things, a lot of people wouldn't know or think that, you know, we have a ceramic egg for our Chardonnay in the winery either. So um, that's a little... Uh, a what, little, sorry? A ceramic egg. A uh, ceramic egg? Yeah, they're quite popular for, for whites and it's all the fermentation dynamics and, oh. you know, it makes a very um, chalky... Um, texture in the wine yeah, yeah. Right. okay but we have to um you know try them to work out if we if we want to use them i guess for a brand like yarra yering we'd kind of say oh no we set the trends we don't follow them <laughs> <laughs> oh god you made my day <laughs> <laughs> although we set them 50 years ago so <laughs> well no you're setting them in 2019 all right so <laughs> yeah right uh, so so you wouldn't you wouldn't see an emerging wine making technique and go oh I might give that a shot or you just sort of go with what you oh no I definitely give everything a shot and yeah. and everything new was probably old anyway of course it's yeah. just come back around <laughs> yeah yeah now we we love to experiment and trial and and think about things and challenge ourselves uh, looking ahead I want to ask. What do you think? Okay, let's break this question up into two parts. What do you think has been the key to Yarra Yering's enduring success? It's the vineyard site. Yeah, vineyard is key. Um, and often, I people uh, talk to me about the wines, and I just I immediately gravitate back to the vineyard, and I talk about the vineyard and where it comes from, and um, and I almost forget about the winemaking sometimes. So yeah, it's a it's a beautiful site, and um, I'm very spoilt to be able to look after it and then what sort of expectation do you place on yourself now as a winemaker so when you make your next well I mean you will have already made um subsequent vintages of dry red number one they're just not available to try as yet but do you just feel this innate pressure uh I guess there's an excitement around it and um you know the vineyard's always going to give us beautiful fruit. It's just kind of what we do with it in the winery. So I, th- I think it's more exciting than than scary. Yeah. Um, even though, yeah, when I'm blending, it's a little bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so looking ahead, if you, were to, if you were to look at the next chapter, what would success look like for you? Oh, I think if we can, if we can make wines of, of this standard um, – uh, Year in, year out, it's a bit hard. But um, if we can continue to make wines um, that represent the site um, as well as, you know, the brand and the history, then I think we'll be doing okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'd safely say that's um, (laughs) quite a nice answer. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. It's um, been a fun little afternoon. Yeah. And uh, Yarra Yaring is obviously located in the Yarra Valley um, and you guys are open seven days to come down and meet the woman herself. Absolutely. Come and try the wines. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for joining us and congratulations again on the win. Thanks, Tom. Uh, anyway, everyone at home, um, thanks again for joining us on By the Glass and um, we are looking forward to chatting with you next week. See you later and have a fabulous weekend.